too thin, too fat, too thick, not thick enough, have a size 2 waist and a size 8 butt, the standards for health and fitness that have been peddled continue to show themselves to be harmful and unrealistic. Hello and welcome to the Workplace Revolution with me, Sile Bolani. Joining me for today's conversation is Elizabeth Colon, founder and CEO of Misfit One Lifestyles. As a health strategist, Elizabeth combines her expertise as a nutritionist, certified life coach, and certified personal trainer to help clients embrace an everyday mindset of total health and well-being. Her brand, Miss Fit One, has elevated her status to a national fitness expert in the U.S. and TV personality, as well as a host. Elizabeth's passion for fitness and living a life of fulfillment has resulted in her being featured in several magazines and on many stages around the world, including being a health-focused contributing writer for Sheen magazine. Her story of triumph from unhealthy to health dynamo has been an inspiration to many. In May 2020, she debuted her Misfit One Lifestyle podcast, which features people from across the globe exemplifying a Fit One lifestyle through focus and intention that empowers the transformation of one's health and their world. Elizabeth, welcome to the Workplace Revolution. Wow, thank you so much for having me. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with you, with your work, would you just talk us through your uh, professional background? Absolutely. I am a certified nutritionist, a certified personal trainer, as well as a life coach. And I um, took all three of those things and put it in one so that I can help the whole body. Mm. And what led to your Fit One journey? I mean, health and fitness, you know, is a seemingly saturated industry, which can be uh, a bit discouraging for so many people who might want to start a new business, but think that there's no space for them in that particular industry. How did you navigate it? You know, that is, you are right on. Um, It wasn't really my choice. It was God's choice. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened was I was... 247 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, morbidly obese. Not just obese, but morbidly obese. And I had to get my gallbladder removed. But before then, I could care less that I was a size 24, right? I was mm-hmm. big and beautiful. I came from a family of big, beautiful women. So that was normal. Mm-hmm. Until... The doctor said they have to take out my gallbladder. And that was the moment that I was like, what? You have to take out body parts? Mm. Um, and when I did the research on my own, because as you know, the, you know, doctor says, no big deal. We do this every day. It's an mm. easy procedure, blah, blah, blah. You can live without it. Well, I, I wanted to know what it was, mm. right? Because... I know God didn't give us just extra parts. Yeah. We could without it, but he didn't say, let me give you an extra something, you know? Mm. Um, so when I did the research on it, basically the gallbladder is basically the garbage can of your body. Mm. Right. So I had already filled my garbage can up and I was like 30. Oh my. Mm. But that was when I said, I, I cannot do this again. And 
really when I went in for the surgery and they weighed me, which was on an industrial scale, by the way, not a regular scale, but mm. like they um, measured cattle, you know, mm. um, and it was, and it came up 247 pounds. The nurses and all the techs kind of got quiet. They wouldn't make eye contact. They felt uncomfortable. Right. So me being me tried to lighten the mood and said, Oh, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. You know, um, they all chuckled. We laughed, but obviously it resonated with my soul and my mind. And after that, I did, I lost over 115 pounds and I have maintained it to this day. Mm. Now, you know, our image of health has historically been rooted in Western ideals, right? Which typically means being skinny. But right. how do you define health? That is such a great question because health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's not merely the absence of disease or infamy. What it is is... I know tons, tons of skinny, fat people. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They are very unhealthy. My definition of health is being well-balanced, mind, body, and soul. Mm. I like that. I think you're probably the only person who's also included that social balance as part of the equation um, of health. Um, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about health and fitness? Well, I, in your opening, you said one of them, you know, um, the biggest misconception is people who are skinny. Mm. That's like the biggest no, you know, that is so not true. Um, Another one is that you have to give up everything you enjoy Mm. to be right. You you know, it's I can't work out every day. It's just too hard to work out. Um, It takes too much time. How am I going to do my hair? I mean, we have so many misconceptions on it by feeling that we have to give up something. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Now, our physical well-being and our appearance often influence how we show up in the world, right? As well as at work, because it impacts how empowered and impactful we feel. I know when I'm not feeling my best in terms of my physical health it impacts my confidence how would you describe the relationship between physical and mental or emotional health you got it right on the relationship between physical and emotional health is everything Mm. it is everything you know this is why when I was going on this journey to lose my weight, I had to see a therapist, right? Mm. Um, most people eat out of emotions. Yeah. This is why I work with my clients in that aspect, which 
throws them off, right? They don't really want to say, you know, what does my work have to do with it? Uh, what about my spouse? Why do you want to know that? Uh, you know, they don't, well, can you just tell me what I'm supposed to eat mm-hmm. and how I'm supposed to work out? And I do, but if you do not get your mental health together mm-hmm. and figure out what's your triggers and why you are doing that, you will continue to lose, gain, lose, gain, lose, gain. Mm, mm, absolutely. I mean, I even think about how I've often fallen into, you know, this 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 whole way you I make a decision that, okay, I'm going to, you know, take my health and my fitness seriously and I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to eat well, relatively balanced, I'm going to do all of these things and then I have a bad day. You know, um, and then instead of just taking it as, oh, well, we'll pick it up again in the next meal or we'll pick it up again tomorrow. Um, you kind of just are like, oh, well, giving up on yourself. Like, well, I failed today, so I'm just going <laughs> to not even bother carrying on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, we speak a lot about um, destigmatizing mental health, right? There's so many conversations, and particularly um, on social media and amongst the black community, um, where we, you know, wanting to shine the spotlight more on mental health um, and, you know, trying to normalize it and to normalize the fact that so many of us um, suffer from, you know, the various types of mental illnesses that exist, but also trying to in- normalize supporting people who suffer from mental uh, illnesses. But considering physical health and how society responds to thin people versus fat people, how can we destigmatize body types that are not European ideals? Because, you know, if you spend a sufficient amount of time on social media, you will have seen black women uh, being mocked for being curvy, but your J Lowe's and your Kim Kardashians are being applauded. You know, um, we've seen when fat people post photos of themselves, uh, they are met with unsolicited weight loss advice and this concern from strangers about their health. Like, oh no, we're only commenting because we, we worried about your health. It's not because you're fat. Um, you know, so skinny is still very much largely assumed to equal healthy. So how do we address that and destigmatize uh, body types? Wow, that's such a great question. And it's um, really loaded. So it's very hard because, you know, when people see fit, fat people, you know, overweight, they just assume that they're lazy. Mm. They assume that they're lazy or less than. And I'm speaking from experience here, mm. right? When I was a little girl and I would see people overweight, I thought, wow, just exercise or eat less. And then you can lose weight. Mm. But I learned firsthand that's not it, you know? So I actually thank God for allowing me to go through that process of being morbidly obese so that I can understand the mental behind it, Mm. right? Mm. Because as a size 24, you should have seen how the people looked at me in the gym. 
Um, and I've always worked out. That mm. was never my problem. I was an athlete, everything. I love working out. Mm. Um, so people would stare at me and, you know, look at me like, man, what are you doing in here? You know? Mm. Um, but the most important thing that we can do, I think, is to really understand what is happening. I, I hate to keep saying it, but it's mostly mental. We all know that we can follow a diet meal and lose weight. We've done that. Mm. That's, we do that. We all know if our trainer gives us workouts that we can follow, we will lose weight. Mm. But we usually go back to our homeostasis. This is our happy spot, what we normally do. Um, and we go back to our old heating, our old eating habits, mm. you know? Mm. So we have to find out, like I said before, what's our triggers, um, what what happens, why are we eating this, and find a healthy habit to replace it with, because it's all habits. Mm. So you have to find out what's going on. Mm. And, you know, I just love the part when you're saying about uh, when Kardashian or J-Lo come up with that big butt, they are amazing, right? Yeah. It's crazy this this drives me bonkers um we have been curvy our whole life mm. and when we are curvy with a big butt we were look look at that girl she looks like a rap video right you know yeah. what i mean it was disgusting oh my gosh how dare she mm. Mm. but as soon as two non-black women came out it was desirable. Yeah. And everyone wanted it. But I truly think as long as you are non-black, um, society looks at you different. You're already more worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more trustworthy. So it's okay. Um, you know, you, you're better than, I hate to say that, but they already feel that you are worthy, you are more valuable. Um, so we would listen to you. We want to emulate you. We want to be just like you mm. because they are automatically better than us, mm. even um, doing the same thing we do. You know, I look at when um, Bo Derek came out with the cornrows. Remember, yeah. we, we were yeah. doing cornrows our whole life. Mm. But when she came out, it was amazing, right? Mm. I think the best way that we can um, change that is by really and truly loving yourself, mm. whatever size it is. Because I loved me at a size 24. You know, I wasn't mm. like, oh, I can't stand it. But what happens is, when we have safe our self-hatred, we tend to put that on others. Mm. So we as black women are so quick to criticize other black women. Um, well, I think what we need to change that by embracing us, loving us, encouraging us, and then we can then change the way others look at us by changing the way we look at ourselves. Mm. Mm, Very valid. Now, for so many of us, um, 
you know, I, I, I've certainly witnessed many conversations and I've probably been <laughs> guilty of this a few times myself where, you know, you think, oh my gosh, there's a wedding or there's an event that's happening. I need to lose X amount <laughs> before this. What's the quickest way for me to lose, <laughs> you know, this excess weight that I want to get rid of so that I can look good in whatever dress that I have in mind? You know, so there's a lot of this pressure around getting fit and losing weight within short timelines. And that has led to this burst and overflow of skinny teas and skinny shakes and a very scary diet culture that has really just taken over. As a, as a nutritionist, are we being lied to about these skinny teas and shakes? Yes. <laughs> yes you are you know i cringe oh my god when i'm scrolling instagram or anywhere and it's all like get your skinny tea get your this and buy it for me and it's usually people who are not healthy to begin with right mm -hmm. you know or either way either overweight or too skinny they they think that oh you know you want to look like me go through this with me you know it just drugs me bananas and i was the same way you know um i did the exact same thing i have tried every diet mm. <laughs> i have tried every diet that was available quick fast this that but you know what i always found the weight that i lost right back mm. You know, what happens is we have to make a commitment, be dedicated to improving your health for a long time. It's mm -hmm. a lifestyle. You worked real hard to gain that weight, mm -hmm. right? You had to be consistent on that. You mm -hmm. consistently did the things that you did to gain that weight. You didn't gain weight that fast overnight. So you should expect to lose it the same way you gained it. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I referenced this earlier, this issue of, you know, falling off the wagon uh, when you're mm -hmm. on your journey to improved health and fitness. Um, and so many of us beat ourselves up so much uh, when we do fall off the wagon. How can we evolve our relationship with and our understanding of health and wellness so that we don't have this very kind of punitive relationship with, with fitness and, and, and weight management and health? Yeah, very true. Um, and I'm guilty of that. I would be like, oh, I'm going to start my diet on Monday because I always started my diets on Monday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because who starts on a Friday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But by lunch, I've already messed up, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I already ate this. So forget it. I'm going to eat bad all day. And, and you know what? get up the next morning, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Oh, forget it. I already did bad on Monday. I might as well start next week. Right. I'm going to start Monday, mm. right? Mm. We, we, we all have been um, guilty of that, and we just we feel so bad that we fell off the wagon. It usually triggers you to do worse. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because forget it. I already did that. Give me the Big Mac with extra cheese. I want four of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. We usually just like forget it. But I always say, hit the reset button. So what? You blew it on lunch. No big deal. Get the reset button. Boop. You mm-hmm. good for dinner. You good. Let it go. Um, the more we hold on to it, we tend to... Uh, do worse, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we feel we're not worthy. Just forget it. You take it one meal at a time. And if you blow it, so what? Mm-hmm. Start again. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Absolutely. Now you have clients that um, consult with you. What are some of the common challenges that they face on their journey? And how do you help them to navigate those challenges? Well, you know, it's it's usually very, very similar, right? They mm-hmm. don't have time. Um, they can't um, get, you know, get afford, you know, they can't afford a personal trainer or they can't pay for this. But I just have to say, you can find, they find ways to buy hair, Louis Vuitton bags, um, these shoes, you know, mm-hmm. they can find the money for that. But it's always, I can't afford it. I don't have the time. I just give up. Like, it's just, I just want to do it quick. I don't want to put any effort in it. Mm. So that's really the thing, you know, that people want. You said it really earlier. They want a quick fix and mm. no effort. Mm. Right. You know, what I usually tell people, though, is I really understand how that works. But you don't always have to spend money, right? You mm-hmm. can always walk outside in your neighborhood, uh, walk around the track at your high school. I even remember when I was pregnant with my oldest child, I remember walking around the mall um, in the mornings before it opened up, right? Mm-hmm. You can all something like that park further away from the building instead of driving around for 10 minutes trying to get that parking spot in the front Mm. you know um, take the stairs instead of the elevator it's so many things little bitty things that you can do to help with your health same with eating a lot of times people think that they have to take away stuff Mm. right I want people to think of adding things. How about add a salad to your lunch? Mm. Add a vegetable to dinner. You know, mm. add something. Mm. It's not always taken away. Mm. Absolutely. And I think one of the other things that um, I've realized, uh, you know, through my journey as well is the fact that, you know, the, the solutions for all of us are not going to be the same, you know, for, for one person, you know, they may subscribe to a particular calorie count per day and maybe their preferred, uh, workout is high impact, um, interval training and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I may look at that and just be exhausted just by watching their videos and then be completely, <laughs> completely, you know, just demotivated because I'm just thinking, oh, no, I'm I'm not about that. But what so many people don't realize that it's actually, you know, there's so many other ways in which you can incorporate 
uh, you know, uh, different tools to help you improve your health and your fitness that don't look like everybody else's. Um, and, you know, for me, for the longest time, you know, I did the typical gym stuff that everybody does that we all see on social media all the time. And yes, it worked for a while. But this year I felt, you know, because last year my body was just like, I felt like I was just stagnant. And this year I decided, let me actually do something different. And so I started I completely cut out the normal gym stuff that I used to do and I decided to do bar workouts and yoga and it's been amazing and also it's completely reduced the stress that my body undergoes when I work out and so it's produced an amazing result for me you know and it's been such an awakening for me like oh my gosh there's a whole other world (laughs) you know (laughs) absolutely that is exactly why you know, my clients and I work together on that. I'm not a jumpy, jumpy person. I don't want to do all that jumping up and down. I don't, you know, I've done all that. That's not where I'm at anymore. Mm. I'm in menopause. Um, you know, I'm not doing all the this extra, doing it with change. Just like you said, it's just not for everyone. Mm. And then when you see it, you get intimidated because mm. you can't relate to it. Like, I definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. So... I work with my clients exactly where they are. I mean, they have good, great chair workouts. Uh, yoga is amazing. Pilates. Um, you can use your broom at home. You can do water bottles. I mean, it's so many things. Pool workouts. I mean, it's so many ways that you can work out that fits into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. If you don't find something that you don't enjoy, you're not going to do it. Mm, Absolutely. Now for, you know, so many people, you know, you mentioned earlier that, you know, some clients will say they just, they don't have the time. They're so busy. Um, For people who are often stuck behind a desk or behind a computer most of the day, what tricks can they use to help them remain active and refresh their minds as well while they're at work? That's very, that is a very good question because so many people say, well, I'm sitting down all day and doing this. It should be, just get up. One of the easiest things you can do is just stand up. Mm-hmm. I, I know that sounds crazy, but um, anybody who is working in the office knows that when you start working, you usually look up and four hours pass, the five hours pass, and you're like, whoa, I was really into it. But try to really just stand up. If you could do it once an hour and, and and you don't necessarily have to do anything dynamic, but stand up, take a big inhale, exhale, right? That refreshes your mind. You can go take, you know, a little walk to the restroom, go get some water, you know, just get out your little area You can do stretches. You can, you know, stretch your hands, your legs. You can do the yoga poses, turn. You can do so many things at at work. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's so important for people to know that we, we actually have to prioritize taking those moments, even if it's just five minutes here and there, to just kind of re-energize yourself to reset your body and your mind and to connect with yourself again because I think we've gotten so used to being disconnected from ourselves um, in in order to try and keep up with the world outside of us 
That's a great point. I, I'm going to use one of my clients here as an example. Um, and this time right now, we're all doing Zoom meetings back to back, and it's hard to do this. And she was like, but I have to sit so long, and it's starting to hurt my back because I'm sitting. And I said, well, stand up. Well, I don't really want to stand up because, you know, they're doing it. I'm like, but you'll sit there and suffer, mm. right? Mm. <laughs> but other people, yep. <laughs> you will sit and suffer because you don't want to disrupt them. You're not disrupting them. I do that a lot. I, I stand up and I'll go to the back of the room if it's a thing or I do it. But I'm not going to sit here and suffer mm. to fit in with everybody else. So you you hit it right on the nose. We try to please everyone else at our own doing. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for anybody who wants to you know connect with you um, online or find out more about your work, where can they find you? They can find me on um, Instagram and everywhere, basically, as Misfit1, and as M-S-F-I-T-O-N-E. And that's also my website, Misfit1.com. Okay, perfect. Elizabeth, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Um, You know, it's always so important to be able to you know, draw the link between our physical well-being and our ability to show up and, you know, be mentally in a good space as well. So thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. And also thank you for providing clarity on those damn skinny teas. Okay. <laughs> and I, I certainly hope that everybody will make better decisions about where they spend their money going forward. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us for another episode of The Workplace Revolution with me, Sile Bolani. I will see you again next time.